impact exposure. Welcome into the basement. It is Monday night. That can only mean one thing. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. And it is great to see Brigitte back in the studio <laughs> after a month and a half of absence. God bless you, though. LSTAT's over with. You ready they to rumble? Done. I apologize. It was for a good cause, though, to miss the sports wrap. It's all right. Some people are advancing their careers while Pavel and I are going to be satisfied with his bachelor's <laughs> degree. And I'll we're, take it. And we're out. Uh, Pavel, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? I'm ready for a big week of basketball. Oh, yes, absolutely. All day. And uh, as the uh, the studio door opens, I can only awa- await the arrival of Jamal Spencer. What's up, homie? Another match is going on, man. Uh, just uh, hanging out, as you can hear, probably through the radio, Jamal taking off the Carhartt, <laughs> taking off the hat, settling in. Um, a big show tonight, first off, uh, some shakeups in basketball. Bobby Knight retired, Shaq was traded, Larry Brown, will he be back on a sideline in the Windy City? As well as the Pistons, yes, I had a chance to attend a game against the Mavericks, and saw, I actually sat down and watched some Pistons as of late. So, we'll talk Pistons, we'll talk All-Star Games. Do they hold significance? We know baseball does, but on the whole, do all-star games hold significance? MSU hockey was swept at Northern Michigan. That's pretty lame. What's the problem? We'll talk with Pavel about that. Uh, And number nine, Michigan State basketball, men's hoops, a defining week at Purdue tomorrow night. Big Ten leading Purdue. Who thought that would have been the case here in early February? But Purdue at 9-1 leads the Big Ten. Oh, that's beautiful. The what you what you just did to the microphone is outstanding, outstanding, good deal. We're here, you know. It's open show, open forum. We're not going to hide anything. A little communication with the engineer never helps. But what's what's good, my brother? Nothing much, man. Getting out the cold weather. It's like three degrees outside. Jeez. But after two weeks of telling people not to ride their bikes in the snow, what did you see the other day? And you called me. I'm I'm coming from this press conference. It was like Mark D'Antonio's recruit press conference. It was signing day, so it's Wednesday. It was a blizzard that day. I think we got like nine inches of snow. I see this guy and his girl trying to ride their bike through about nine inches of snow and wondering why they keep getting stuck. And it, it was amazing. They actually got off the bike and said the chains are not moving. Like, our chains are frozen together or something like that. And she was mad. Like, why can't I ride my bike? And I looked at her like, it's nine inches of snow outside. Like, why would you want to ride your bike in a blizzard? So um, like, it's unbelievable. People say, oh, I don't have enough time to get between classes. You better get down on that cata. Walk. You better, <laughs> you better get down on that foot. I'm, I'm sick of seeing people sliding. And then you'll see them. It's so icy they can't ride, so they'll just carry their bike. It's counterproductive. Do you need extra exercise? Is that cardio for you? I don't get it. Like, what's the point of carrying a bicycle? How can we be so counterproductive in this in this campus? Come on, be, I thought we were smarter than that as Spartans. It's all right though. Hang the hang the huffy up. Hang the shoe up. Please, at least until the snow melts a little bit. There's a good two inches of ice on the sidewalks now. I read. I don't know where I read it. It was in the paper. You know, like bikers still trekking through. It was. I think it was in the LSJ. And one of the comments was, yeah, I don't have time to, uh, you know, make it in between classes. I even let a little air out of my tires. Mm. These X games, they're getting ready for the winter X games here in East Lansing, apparently. Unbelievable. Hey, throw that into the box of personalized license plates, Jordache jeans, and members-only jackets. <laughs> See how much Brigitte misses? She's looking at me like, what? I am a little confused, not going to lie. It's all right. It, you know, we'll, we'll get you caught up. One, ga- one, <laughs> one show we talk about, you know fashion statements from like the 80s and you know jordash jeans oh i got that and you know like suits with the pat with the patches on the elbows mm-hmm. like corduroy or corduroy suit jackets if you you can pull it off if you pull it off right don't get me wrong i got a corduroy suit jacket in the closet oh, get at hey it's brown you should bust it, that it, out one right. day perhaps i will <laughs> i take pride in being well dressed but shakeups in basketball bobby knight has retired um, this is old news apparently Happened during the show last Monday. Bobby Knight called it quits in the middle of the season. Your thoughts on Bobby Knight? Did he cheat his players? Did he cheat Texas Tech? I don't think so. He's a man. He can make decisions when he wants to. Jamal, is, what do you think of Bobby Knight? Um, Bobby Knight is the all-time winningest coach in college history. Part of that is he's been coaching for 700 years. The other part of that is he's actually very good at what he does. So I think he actually set up so that his son would take over for him. They all knew that his son would be his successor. So... You know, you might as well give the kids some head coaching experience as opposed to making them start fresh. Bobby Knight's whole thing was, well, I'll let my kid get into it now and let him go through all the recruiting. So I think it was a good move by Bobby. Well, he didn't retire. He resigned. So he he left it open for him to coach somewhere in the future. 
So I think I, I respect the fact that he let his son take over the helm. I think everyone saw it coming anyway. I think, you know, Texas Tech was just he was kind of getting tired of it, and his coach was basically doing the coaching anyway. He was doing half the job. He was associate head coach. So I respect the fact that he let his son take over, and I think he's going to step back and, you know, let his son learn from his mistakes and become a good head coach. So Bobby Knight, he's done coaching. His son takes over. But like you said, he resigned. He didn't retire. So we could see Bobby Knight down the si- down on the sideline somewhere. I'd say Bobby Knight takes at least a year or two off. But as Coach Izzo alluded to, we'll get to Coach Izzo's thoughts on Bobby Knight here in a minute. But, Brigitte, your thoughts on Bobby Knight in retiring? Brigitte says, I don't care. <laughs> How about this, fellas? Hopefully we have sons when we have children because, oh, boy, it would be a nightmare if I had a girl. But if you had a son, <laughs> would you let them play for Bobby Knight? Hands down. Because we understand the game. I mean, and no knock, some moms might say, well, why does he grab the kids? Why does he yell at them like that? That's what a coach is supposed to do. I don't know if you know people like soft coaches, but you know, those of us who understand the game know that a coach is going to get in your face. You're going to get yelled at. You're going to get singled out. But that's only going to make you a better player and a better person. You know, it's going to toughen you up and make you act right, so to speak. So, hands down, I'll let my son play for Bobby Knight. Yeah, there is a minuscule amount of coaches who are successful who do not curse at their players excessively. The general public sees just the the cosmetic appearance of coaches. They see Coach K in American Express commercials. They don't see the Coach K with terrible language down at Cameron Indoor Mm -hmm. during practicing games. You know, there's a persona that coaches and credit their PR staffs that they keep a positive image. But Bobby Knight kept it real. Bobby Knight wasn't Coach Knight here and then Robert or Robert Knight or whatever behind closed doors. No. He he kept it real. Like you ever see Dave Chappelle when keeping it real goes wrong? <laughs> Bobby Knight kept it real. If you want to join us, 517-432-3893. The email inbox is wide open. It is WDBMSports at gmail.com. 517-432-3893. Also, we're giving away hockey tickets coming up. Give you some hints on the question. Uh, something about Michigan State and uh, and the Tigers intertwined in one question. The second question uh, is a hint. Why, why you put your hands up? Not everybody's going to, you know, give them some time to get the Google up, you know, type <laughs> it in. Uh, and then uh, we're talking something that correlates the, the Red Wings to the Spartans. So those are some hints. Those tickets, two pair of tickets will be given away, eh, let's say seven seven thirty. Hang with us. The first pair will be given away at 7.30 to the first caller who can answer the posed question at that out at that time. 7.30, uh, the first pair of tickets to Michigan. Michigan State Hockey at the Joe will be given away right here, courtesy of the Spartan Sports Rep. But Coach Izzo, he spoke on Bobby Knight and what Bob, losing Bobby Knight meant, means now to the game of basketball. Here's what Coach Izzo had to say about Coach Knight. You know, I was one of the Bobby Knight. I love Bobby Knight, you know. I mean, that probably a lot because of Judd started out that way I mean uh, I never hardly said hello to him in the 12 years I was an assistant you know and and yet the day I got the job you know I got a phone call and I felt like he almost took me under his wing he was one of the guys you know and with Katie I mean those were the old-time coaches that you know everything wasn't so competitive they 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 wanted to help people out and and you know and we beat him a few times more than a few and uh I remember people telling me, boy, uh, he'll be your friend till you beat him. And you know what? He was always good to me, including the year we won the national championship. And, uh, you know, pulled me aside, told me some things to look for down the stretch. And so I have great respect for Bob. I, I kind of agree with uh, Jay. I, I'm not sure he's done. I, uh, it was too surprising the way it happened, especially after just talking to him two weeks ago. And, yeah, maybe he is. If he is, I'm happy for him. If he isn't, I'm happy for him. You know, I mean, it's, it's who he is. It's what he is. And uh, the game will miss him. He's colorful. I mean, and, and for everybody that thinks he's he's too hard or too this or too that, you probably don't know the real side of him. And that includes the, from reporters to to players to parents to, you know, anybody else. And I, I just think Bob Knight, um, I like him or hate him, he's real. We talk about keeping it real. Coach Izzo, T.I., as we like to call him here on the Spartan Sports Rep, T.I., 
says Bobby Knight is real. I, pre- I appreciate those comments there, coaches. I'm Bobby Knight. Obviously, he's going to be missed. There's a reason he is the all-time winningest coach, active or inactive, in college basketball history. He's good. He has teams that play defense, had the wonder years at Indiana. But Michigan State did get him a little bit, as coaches alluded to. Uh, but from Bobby Knight, that's somewhat old news, so we'll move. We'll skip right ahead to the NBA. Here's, here's my thoughts on the NBA. The NBA is sexy. The, the NBA is sexy. The, the dunks, the tattoos, the braids. That's why, Brigitte, help me here. Perhaps sports across the board. Female perspective is back, on, and mm-hmm. I love it, and I love that you're here. <laughs> women, I'm, I'm, I hate to generalize, but women on the whole seem, when they're attracted to athletes, basketball players seem to be the ones they're attracted to because they're the most visible. No helmets, you see the arms, you see the tats, you see the legs. Talk to me, Brigitte. <laughs> is this true? I mean, for me, I would probably pick like a soccer player or somebody else <laughs> more than a basketball player. Are you a co- communist? <laughs> I mean, but I'm sure a lot of people love watching the basketball players. You know, they're tall. A lot of them are good-looking, athletic. Brigitte and... has a thing for short shorts, apparently, <laughs> in tights. But I mean, if some of the basketball players look like David Beckham, I'm sure, you know, they get a oh, bigger fan base. Oh, but... so we've got a David Beckham fan <laughs> in the house. But, yeah, the NBA is sexy, but here's, here's part two. We love to talk about the NBA more than we like to watch it. We can sit and talk trades and who's going to win the East. Is Boston going to take take the South? Is Boston going to the finals? You know, we can sit and talk basketball, argue who's you know who's a, the better post player in the East. Is it going to be you know? Would you take Rashid or, or would you take Kevin Garnett? You know, I, I, the way she's been playing lately. He's an all star. We're talking Pistons in a minute. Sheed is an all star, and he had some interesting comments on his uh, somewhat appointment by David Stern. She had other plans. He said, I wanted to take a family vacay, but we'll get there in a minute. If you like to chime in, we're talking NBA, 517-432-3893. We love to talk about the NBA more than we actually like to watch it. People say, oh, the first three quarters are meaningless. I can agree. I think not necessarily rule changes, because... You know, there's no reason a team can be down 20 in the third, 25 in the third, and come back and win. No, I just I don't understand the the trends the runs that teams can go on in the NBA is just ridiculous. Uh, but you, you with me, Jamal? Yeah. I mean, we like to talk about the NBA more than we actually like to sit on our sofa and watch it. Yep. You're saying, hey, did you just hear about that trade? And I go, yeah, so and so got traded. How do you think that team's going to improve? I don't know. I just know so and so got traded. Like, have you seen him play this year? Like this, Chris Webber got signed by Golden State. Is that going to help them? I don't know. I just know that Chris Webber got signed by Golden State. So. I think a lot of people read the papers, they see it on Sports Center, they can talk about it, but when it comes down to it, they just don't watch unless it's, you know, their hometown team. I mean I think I think it goes on in other sports as well. You look at football, we love to talk football, but there's nothing Saturday I could wake up and watch college game day at eleven and sit on my couch till nine, ten at night. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I'm still gonna go out and have a little fun. I'm not gonna sit and watch I'm not gonna be a lame <laughs> and, and, watch, and watch college football all night. But I could, I easily s- slept a few Saturdays away sitting in, uh, in my little lazy boy spot mm-hmm. in, at the crib and watching like four college football games back to, you know. You can do that though, but you, you can't just sit and watch three NBA games. No. Any, anyone who says they can is probably the most diehard fan ever. But like I said, if your hometown team is playing, you'll watch all of that game. If a marquee matchup like Kobe versus Shaq or something is happening, you might watch that one. But you can't sit there intensely and watch three straight NBA games without you know slipping into a coma. So. Your thoughts, 517-432-3893 is the number. The email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. I'd agree with you, Jamal. I think uh, it depends on what game you're watching. I think last year I was watching the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. They were fun to watch, and I'd stick and watch them. I usually maybe in an NBA game check in at halftime and start watching from there because that's when it really gets interesting. And um, you know, I, I do think that we talk about the NBA more than we watch it because it's the NBA. Is you, you guys just inbounds the ball and. You walk it up the court. It's just such a slow pace. And, and you just want to flip the channel. And it's sexy, though. You look at the NBA. Come on, stay with me on this one. You NBA games. I went to an NBA game about a week and a half ago. Pistons Mavericks. Shout out to Mo Eger and the Mavericks. Hopefully they trade him soon. Because he is chilling on that bench a little too much down in Dallas. Forget Avery. Forget Donnie Nelson. 
Get him on the trading block, please, by February 21st. We've had enough. People dogging on this, the, that class, Shannon, Moe, and Paul. I've, I've had enough. Hey, you can dog them. They're all collecting paychecks from the NBA. <laughs> give, give them a legitimate run. Give them legitimate minutes. You will be surprised. Anyways, the NBA is sexy. Back to my point. You go to an NBA game, what do you see? What do you see when you go to the Palace? Or when I'm down in Dallas, I go to American Airlines Arena. What's there? People dressed up nice, high heels, out there with the coach purses, the Gucci bags, the guys with the blazers on, the slicked hair, you know, sitting courtside with your brew, whatever you're doing. What do you see when you go to football on the collegiate and professional level? Diehards. Alcoholism. <laughs> People shirtless, painted. Uh, you know, you'll get the, the kids painted a little bit, but by golly, if I see a grown man at a basketball game painted up, that's just ridiculous. The environments are different, but then again, there's more sex appeal, I believe, in the NBA. And that and that's what I think sells it. And I think that is a great marketing scheme that the NBA has right now with the, where, where uh, magic happens. What is it? Yeah, where where, where, tom- where tomorrow happens or where magic happens. Right, something like that. So, something like that. Whatever. Where, where something happens. Whatever it is. I, I say bring Where back. amazing happens. Right, where amazing happens. Brigitte- I, say, I say bring back the NBA. It's fantastic. That was the best thing <laughs> they ever did. Or I love this game. Something like that. Speaking of stressing consonants... Can you dig it? Aristotle Shaquille O'Neal is on the roster now. The Phoenix Suns, surprise, surprise, Big Daddy is not in Miami anymore. But guess where Big Daddy was in the late 90s? Mm-mm. He was in the rap studio. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Shaquille O'Neal. In honor of Shaquille being traded, I got a little taste. Kazam, here it is. Just know this, Jamal Tra- Shaq could leave a cold track burning, bro. S- smashing backboards. Easy. Easy. <laughs> that, that's, an honor, that's an honor of Shaquille O'Neal. Caught cats slipping like they greasy. Man, Shaq oh goes goodness. down as the best lyricist of all time. Put him ahead of Pac and Biggie. Shaq, the, hey, real talk. Shaq had, Shaq had some some slick wordplay in there, and he kept it FCC compliant for us. Right. So so, so we appreciate that, big fella. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was I was looking for some clips on Shaq today, and, and he has to be he's he's the media's dream. He gives you the dream quotes. Uh, the sound bites are spectacular. Anytime anytime you go to Shaq, um, but he was he was in the locker room and he, and he cracked a joke. And uh, he had a, a sweet hat on. You know, he's probably rocking the, the Prada shades, a little a, a gentleman's hat. Mm-hmm. And the reporter said, Shaq, that's a nice hat you got on. And Shaq goes, yeah, your mother bought it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sha- Shaq got him bad. But, Sha- the NBA needed him bad. Oh, tr- he's tremendous. Uh, I mean, he's he has cursed on live television in post-game interviews before, definitely. Uh, costing ESPN and ABC, I'm sure, some fines, courtesy of Shaquille, in his mouth. But who's the winner? Who's the loser here? Miami trades Shaquille O'Neal to Phoenix. I believe they're the winner. They dump that salary, and they get Sean Marion. Yes, they'll have to pay a little bit for Sean, the ugliest shot in the NBA, Marion. Uh, but they clear all that all that payroll in, in, in an old and in increasingly aging Shaquille O'Neal. So you say the Suns win? No, 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 no. Miami. They, okay, thank they you. Kick, thank they, you. They kick that $20 million contract off their payroll. I agree. I'm, I mean, Sean Marion comes with the price, but Shaquille O'Neal off the payroll, he's old. He's not going to be able to – he's going to be able to play 70% of the season, if that. And in that game – in the 70% of the games he plays, he's going to only be able to play 60% of the game. I agree with you that Miami won for two reasons. One, you look at the Phoenix Suns. Their three best players are, one of them was the NBA Rookie of the Year in 1995. You know, Steve Nash has chronic back injuries or chronic back problems, and he's getting older by the second. And Shaquille O'Neal was what NBA Rookie of the Year in like 94 or something like that. So two of their, three of their best players are on the wrong side of 33. 
And then you look at what Miami gets, which is my second point, is that you have a bona fide offensive superstar in Dwayne Wade. You've already seen how the NBA likes to market him. They pin him in the finals. He got to the line 75 times or something like that. A Absolutely, game. yes. You know, you pair him up with a defensive player who can guard all five positions. Like I read earlier, someone compared it to this generation's Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. You got one guy who can score 50 points a night, another guy who can guard all five positions and run the floor and set him up. So if the Heat make a couple of draft picks or some trades in the next <clears> two <throat> years, they could be right back on top in the East. You can see the, how quickly a team can be back in, in, in power. We see that in Boston. No one really could have comprehend what Boston has done now in hindsight. Uh, looking back, yeah, you could say, oh, you know, mix those the Boston three-party together. They're going to get buckets. Mm-hmm. But that you, you didn't see that coming. You saw it. Mid-30s, these guys are old. They'll be good. They'll make the playoffs. But the best record in the league? I think for right now, though, the loser is Sean Marion and... You know, whatever player came over with him. Um, Banks. You go from a playoff team to the worst team in the league. They're pathetic. And I think that, you know, you got a point. Their sons are older. They're going to be around for a couple more years. But in the long run, the Heat are going to be there. Note to any professional athlete, be careful what you wish for. Because when you say you want to be traded, you go from one of the best teams in your conference to the worst team in the NBA just because you wanted to be traded. So I say... You're right. Sean Marion got what he deserved, but he'll probably turn around sometime soon. Oh, yeah, but look at this. You say, I feel bad for Sean Marion. Where is Sean Marion? Party in the city where the heat is on. <laughs> I'm not on the beach till the break is done. So we go from Shaq Welcome to Will to Smith. Miami. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is it, is it, I mean, some players, that's a demise of their career. You can't, they can't stay out of the South Beach clubs. I'll be one of those places I'm happy sitting on the bench. You know, sitting on the bench. I've, know, heard, so. I've heard the clubs are ridiculously expensive, but nonetheless, it's still South Beach. They can afford it. Beautiful women. So enjoy, Sean Marion. Have fun. But hopefully, the, hopefully they can turn it around down there in Miami. And who knows if Pat Riley will be down there long. But the team in the Western Conference that really won, oh my goodness, the Lakers. Mm. Paul Gasol and Kobe Bryant. We, they've already been. We've already seen what they can do together. That's combined sixty six the other night. Ridiculous, old grimy seven foot Paul Gasol. Put him with Kobe. Are the Lakers the team to beat in the West? I'll I'll go out there and say when Andrew Bynum returns, you can't beat him. I think this is perfect for the Lakers. Like Rasheed Wallace was perfect for the Pistons. I think all Western Conference general managers are slapping themselves in the head because they allowed this to happen. Someone somehow allowed the best player on one of the worst teams in the NBA to be traded to a team with a bona fide superstar that needed post-help, and now they're going to the top. I mean, I look at them as even ahead of San Antonio and Dallas. The Lakers right now, without Bynum, are the team to beat, and when he comes back, that's going to make them even that much stronger. So, you know. I think the Lakers and the NBA are like the Yankees. Everybody loves to hate them. And, you know, I was out of town, and I came back into town from the weekend. I saw the Pau Gasol got traded. I was like, no. I, I just I just hate it because I hate the Lakers. I don't like them at all. <laughs> exactly like the Yankees. You know, Very you love easy. to hate them when you're not. Why, why do you hate them? Is it because of Kobe Bryant and the rape case? No. Okay. Uh, just growing up watching them, you know, top dog, you just, you just don't like to see that. Shaq and... I Shaq think everybody got a little bored seeing the Lakers win consistently each year, so they needed a little bit of a switch. But I totally agree with Jamal. I think they're going to be the powerhouse to be in the West. And especially because the Lakers, they've always been a good team, and you knew it was going to be sooner or later when they picked up that final missing piece and Not to got mention back they, in the hunt again. They have the best coach in the NBA, mm-hmm. Phil Jackson. Scotty! <laughs> Shaq's now close, too. Scotty! Shaq's in Phoenix, only a couple hours from L.A. Yeah. Not, not to mention... Uh, not to mention Paul Gasol brings you 20 and 9. That's quite the compliment. That's to be honest though, that's just about what Pippen brought to Jordan. You know, people underestimate the importance of Scottie Pippen and what he and what he truly brought to the to uh to Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Because you look at at Pippen's career averages, 16 points per game, but you look, you go back into the mid-90s when it when he and Jordan were shining down there in the Windy City. You know, you look starting in 90, in 90, 89, 90. Here's Pippen's points per game. He's teamed with Jordan at this point, clearly. 19, 22, 20, 20, 22, 18. And that 18 is in 95. 95, 96, he's back up to 19. 
or or seventeen and then nineteen and ninety eight. Okay, so he he's Con- doing consistently it. averaging. I bet that averages out to be twenty points per game through the title stretch. Mm-hmm. Look out, Lakers are young. Kobe's in his prime. Andrew Bynum realized that he need to get, he needs to get buckets if he wants to get paid. And add Paul Gasol, who's hungry for a championship himself. Look out, Western Conference. Look out. Darko just got lucky, too, by the way, because Kwame Brown has just officially become the biggest bust in the history of the NBA. You know, maybe Sam Bowie might be, you know, one. Kwame's got to be 1A because this is the guy who was the number one pick in the draft. I think he's been traded three times now, at least twice. And he's not going to get any better. So Darko showed what he can do after he got traded from the Pistons. Yeah, guess where he's playing? He's in Memphis, where Paul Gasol was. So this is also one of the worst teams in the NBA. So. But you, but you know my theory on that: the year of the draft, if you win a championship, you had a successful draft. Mm-hmm. Talking to Joe Dumars about this specific situation, he had a great draft. They won the title, and there's only so many windows of opportunity to do that. So in essence, Joe Dumars did pick. The right draft pick. And people can go back and say, oh, that you should have drafted, you could have drafted Carmelo Anthony. Didn't need him. Here's the deal. Same position as Tayshaun Prince. Who's his agent? Bill Duffy. Same agent as Tayshaun Prince. How do you explain that situation to Bill Duffy when guys are arguing for playing time? At the end of the day, if Joe Dumars could go back to that draft, who did he tell me he would take? Chris Chris Bosh. Well, case rested. Pistons are for real, though. So we so we tr- we go right into the Pistons here. We're giving away two hockey tickets, Michigan-Michigan State, here in about five minutes. Michigan-Michigan State at the Joe, downtown Detroit. We got four tickets to be given away in sets of two. So you and your significant other, or perhaps your brother, sister, whatever, can go to the game. We're giving away two sets of tickets here coming up within the next ten minutes. So stay with us here. Pistons actually had a chance to watch some of their games as of late. Uh, the most recent being in attendance at the Mavericks game, where they handed it to the Mavericks 90-67. to They look tremendous, but more importantly, their bench has looked outstanding. From Jason Maxiel, who arguably may be, if I'm, if I'm an NBA player, I may be most fearful of being dunked on by Jason Maxiel. He has put a lot of people on a poster as of late. And their bench with Rodney Stuckey, he is coming alive. Aaron Aflalo has shown me more than I thought the UCLA guard would bring to Michigan State. And Amir Johnson, you say, oh, it took so long for Amir Johnson. Here's the deal. What is he, like the last pick of the draft? Or he, he's just now turning like 20 years old or 21. Say, say Amir Johnson went to college for two years and came out. This is what you're getting. He took the cash. Bless him. He was making four hundred fifty grand a year. Sitting on his backside. Why not? Silly not to. So Amir Johnson is coming alive. He got he kicked the braids. Maybe that's maybe that's instant karma. Maybe Shannon Brown's gonna ball out now that he cut the braids. You see that? Mm-hmm. I did. He looks he's, he's Chris Brown. It's terrible. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. It's a wrap. He is definitely Chris Brown. Shannon Brown, no more braids in case you didn't notice. He's he's been back and forth from the D League, but he cut the braids. Good look good look S dot. That's you know. Shake shake a little bit of the thug image, maybe, when you're trying to get that new contract. All right. Everything helps, you know. Uh, but Stucky's outstanding. Joe Dumar's clearly a good draft. Sheed is an all-star, but she says this. He says, I had a family vacation planned. I didn't really want to go, but it seems like Sheed is going to go to the all-star game. Should Sheed have to go to the all-star game, even though he wasn't voted, and he had other plans? I say no. I mean... A lot, put it this way, a lot of people don't want him there anyway. If they want him there, they would have voted him in. She doesn't want to be there. Look at his numbers. He's only putting up like 13 and 7 or something like that, something meager in the middle of the pack. But if he goes, I don't want to play, why does the NBA have to force him into this you know, marquee event where they could easily put someone like, I don't know, Josh Smith in there. Josh Smith or, or Ray Allen. I yep, or you know, let a high flyer energy guy or someone expiring. Jesus you know? Shuttlesworth. Exactly. Put them in the game and let them play. You got a family man like Sheed who, you know, he's not. He's going to chuck left-handed three-pointers when he gets in the game anyway, so let him take a vacation. But I'll tell you, this is David Stern getting back at him for being such a pistol. Oh, absolutely. David Stern says, hmm, who should I pick? Let's screw up Rasheed Wallace's family vacation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let me say, Sheed, why don't you bring the wife and kids down to Louisiana? How yeah. about how about that? And, 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 he's going, and he's going to. Yep. Rajit, should players that are not voted in, you know, replacing Kevin Garnett because of injury, have to go to the All-Star game? No, I mean, I don't think so. Like, like you said, if they weren't voted, they obviously weren't wanted to be there. So 
I mean, especially since it's wrecking his vacation, he shouldn't have to go. Oh, he makes all this money. No, how about this? I, I heard uh, Jason Williams say the 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 hood point guard from Miami mm-hmm. tatted up. I like him though. Uh, he said this. He said, "We're high priced prostitutes in the NBA." <laughs> I said, "I agree." And Maurice Hager, talking to him, he says, "I'll play the game for free. You have to pay me to deal with the management." And the lifestyle. Shipped around, traveling most of the year. You're, you're, they, manipulate, they manipulate you so much in the NBA. You look at certain players around the league. Even if you're producing and playing well, if it saves the team money by putting you on the bench and cooling you off, they will do that. They're in the business to make money. At the end of the day, what's that owner want to do? Oh, to the media, he'll say win championships. But if he is a... Middle of the tier team, like I think Phoenix is the most profitable team. Mm-hmm. If you're making that money, it doesn't matter. So you're saying they're going to bench a guy so he won't reach this uh, contract incentive? Yes, the Clippers it, do it all the time. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> you, this, this, my case in point is here: the Dallas Mavericks, because I'm familiar. Sagana Jop, out of out of Sen- I believe Senegal. He's he's out of Africa. He was having a tremendous start to his season. He's in a contract year. He's up for a new contract after this season. So when he gets hot, what does that do in the management's eyes? Oh, no, we're going to have to pay him more. So what do they do? Shelf him to the bench. They pull out Brandon Bass. He produces pretty well. So you know what? Let's go with Bass for a while out of Louisiana State. Let's go with Brandon Bass. We'll keep Sagana Jop on the bench, devalue him, and save ourselves money. That's the side of sports that people don't see and don't necessarily understand. They see athletes collecting major checks, but they are manipulated. Christmases are messed up, holidays, vacations, as you can see. So you know what? All in all, athletes do deserve some of this money to deal with the management. I love that quote. We're high-priced prostitutes. Jason Williams of the Miami Heat said that. Uh, Disagree, agree. 517-432-3893 is the number. The email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Wherever you are, thanks for tuning in. This is the Spartan Sports Rep on Exposure Radio. We're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Joined by Jamal, Spencer, Brigitte, Sheroyan, and Pavel Kaufman. Ray Mara not here tonight studying at the library. So, Big Ray, if you're out there listening, we love you, brother. Uh, MSU Hockey. Uh, We'll get to our debate section here in a minute. But MSU Hockey... Here's the deal. I'm giving away two tickets to Michigan-Michigan State Hockey at the Joe, the 23rd. Two tickets. They're yours for free if you can answer this question. The first caller at 517-432-3893. Here's your question. What current Michigan State Hockey player is the son of a former Detroit Tigers pitcher from the 80s? The father was a 13-year major leaguer and was on the 84 Tigers World Series championship team. 517-432-3893. 517-432-3893. First caller with the correct answer to the current Michigan State hockey player who is the son of a former Tigers pitcher from the 80s who won a ring in 84. Two tickets are yours if you can answer that. 517-432-3893. But we move forward. Pavel, hockey. Talk to me. Oh, man. Swept at Northern Michigan. That is not very good at all. Your thoughts? Friday was 3-1, Saturday we got shut out, I think, 4 nothing. So uh, it, it was ugly, no scoring, we missed our opportunities, we missed a couple open nets, we just didn't execute. You know, it's the most cliche thing you can say from a coach's perspective, but we didn't execute, we didn't put the puck in the net, we missed our scoring chances, and that's what you gotta, you gotta take advantage of them. Everything went our way last year. Was this, a tr- was this somewhat of a trap game for Michigan State, heading up to northern Michigan, the home of the, the fighting Dave Ellis's? But we go right to the phone before we even get to that. Nate, Nate, do you have an answer for me? Nate, are you with us? Perhaps Nate's here. Nate, do you have the answer for us? Michigan State hockey player is the son of a former Tigers pitcher. Nate, you with yeah, us? Petrie. Oh, Petrie, there it is. He's with us. After a, uh, Jeff Pe- the answer is Jeff Petrie. Outstanding. Hey, you've just won two tickets to Michigan, Michigan State hockey. We appreciate it. Stay on the line, and uh, my man's going to get your info. But uh, you, first, what's your thoughts? Michigan State gets swept at Northern Michigan. Surprise to you? 
Okay. He's on hold for you. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps what I just caught a case of the radio on while he was on the phone. Exactly. I, I heard the, I heard the delay. But brother, we appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Uh, the correct answer is Jeff Petrie. His father was a major leaguer, thirteen years, and won the '84 Tigers. Uh, with the championship with the Tigers. So there it is. Uh, two tickets going out to Nate. So, Nate, we appreciate the call, brother. Thanks for supporting the Spartan Sports Wrap. We have two more tickets to give away uh, later this hour, say 745-ish. Uh, we'll give those away. Uh, but the email address, if you'd like to get in touch there, wdbmsports at gmail. Dot com. That proves people listen to this show right there. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. That proves at least someone was listening. But anyways, uh, was it somewhat of a trap series going up to northern Michigan here in the middle of the CCHA season? Yeah, I think so. I think we were uh, heading for home. We were you know, looking at the, the last stretch of games. We couldn't take care of business. We can gain on Michigan and Miami because they're going to beat each other up this past weekend. And we got trapped. We had a chance to gain, and we didn't. So we dropped the ball. That that hurts, but at least it was at Northern Michigan, population three, and uh, you know Dave Ellis. Dave Ellis is from up that way, so we call Northern Michigan the Fighting Dave Ellis. Is the host of the Spartan Sports Zone. Tom is on FSN. <laughs> That's a poor guy, a coworker of mine. You got to you know show him some love. Shout out, but wherever you are, if you're at work still listening to us, you're on your way home. You're at home chilling out, listening to us. We appreciate the support. Uh, your only hour of commercial free talk radio here in the Greater Lansing area, and I'm sure. Uh, not many in the whole state of Michigan, commercial-free. So we appreciate your support. Don't forget, we have podcasts. Uh, click on impact89fm.org. Click on the podcast logo. Check out our archives. Tons of hours of programming with yours truly, along with the crew uh, that joins me here tonight. But we look at Michigan State Hockey. Tough two losses they couldn't even split where do they move from here is this just something you you brush you jay-z it brush your shoulders off and move forward you do you gotta brush your shoulders off you gotta come back and uh come back home have some home games and uh really pick back up because you know you don't have to be completely amazing to make it into the in the frozen four to the regionals you don't have to be that outstanding in hockey and in college hockey so I think there's a little room for room for mistake, but we got to pick it up and pat our stats before the playoffs. Well, back to the debate we were going to have before we got to hockey. I just wanted to preface the ticket giveaway with some hockey, you know, contextualize it. Look at that. My, deg- my degree is paying dividends right now. <laughs> uh, but All-Star Games, do you get into All-Star Games besides baseball, which obviously determines home field advantage for the World Series, which I think other sports should look into doing. Uh, do you like the idea of All-Star Games in specifically the Pro Bowl? It's kind of whack. Okay, well, I was going to go general, but you made it specifically. I think the NFL needs to end the season one second after the Super Bowl ends. That's it. Nobody wants to play in the Pro Bowl. They want a free trip to Hawaii, but they don't want to play in the game. You see all these people with little knick-knack injuries. Tom Brady, my ankle hurts. I'm not going to play in the Pro Bowl. Your pride hurts. You lost in the Super Bowl. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, get rid of the Pro Bowl. You know, no one cares. In the NHL, I have to be perfectly frank, in the last 10 years, I say the All-Star game has gone, you know, straight down. I, I know for a fact about 10 years ago it was very popular. They had better competition, better events. Then they kept trying to figure out, how can we make this better? NHL versus the world. Or, you said the NHL? Yeah. yeah. It's just a general trend of the league. Exactly. So, you know, but you want to talk to the NBA? Three-point contest has always been popular. Slam dunk contest has always been popular, except when, you know, you need 30 tries to get one dunk down. But the All-Star game itself is, you know, still a great event. People love it. Baseball, All-Star game is still a great weekend. So I think those two sports, you know, people don't mind them so much. Yeah, I think they may have lost a little bit of their oomph, but I believe, ever since I was young, I remember... I made sure to look up when the dunk contest was for the NBA, and I was sitting in front of the TV. It was it's a Friday night? I think that's what I'm, I did. I'm sitting there watching. I don't care. I'm in college. I want to watch it. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you may see the highlights, but you don't, you know, get to see the whole encompassing event mm-hmm. from first round to you know throughout the finals. So the dunk contest, great feature to the NBA All Star Weekend. But now you don't see those big names ever in the NBA dunk contest anymore. You know, the last big name I remember was Vince Carter. You know, after Vince Carter, I mean, everybody's Jay, expecting Jay, those big Jay names. Hey, Jay Rich, my yeah, dog Rich. my dog did his thing, 
<laughs> You're right. But Le- LeBron pulling out that one year out of the NBA That's kind of contest. Kobe pulling out, he could have done it. I mean, we've seen these NBA films. You remember when Jordan wanted to go at Dominique, you know what I mean? You remember when the yeah. best dunkers wanted to compete in this, and now LeBron's like, you know, if you throw me a check, I might consider it, you know? So last year, there was a Tyrus Thomas said he's only going to get paid, you know? So these guys don't care about it. They just want some money, you know? I mean, I think you, you got to... I mean, PR in the NBA or something, you got to stir up. you got to pit some feud here, this dunker against this dunker. Exactly. Um, I think it will be good. I like Dwight Howard. I like the he's, – he's a clown. When I went, I was in Orlando for the bowl game. I went to a Magic game. It was, Ma- ironically, Magic Bobcats. Got to see Jay Rich and Dwight Howard play. Great time. My buddy Brandon works for the Magic, so he, shout out to him. He hooked it up. Uh, but Dwight Howard is a clown. He's got such personality and character. You know, you look at the sticker last year. He should have won it. And obviously, Dwight's going to bring something strong again this year. I'm looking forward to seeing what D. Howard's got. He's got a dunk this year that he was supposed to have in the finals last year, or even the semifinals they didn't make. He's got a dunk that has never been done before that I, I caught on YouTube, actually. So, you know, look out for this. He's going to do it in the contest. Never been seen before. Don't miss it. I'm looking forward to, to the uh, slam dunk contest. So here, here's the All-Star weekend. We move forward, though. Few minutes here, we're giving away another pair of tickets to Michigan State Hockey, Michigan, Michigan State at the Joe coming up on the 23rd of this month. Uh, two free tickets for you. Uh, we'll have a trivia, our second trivia question. Congratulations to Nate who won the first pair. We'll have our second trivia question having to deal with the Red Wings correlation with the Spartans. So there's your uh, Jeopardy. You know the topic. You know what's final Jeopardy topic? There it is. Red Wings and Tigers correlation. Red Wings and the uh, Spartans. Thinking baseball. I'm excited for baseball. Though. <laughs> next, speaking of baseball, next week official Michigan State baseball preview. I've been putting this off for a couple of weeks. Talk to the boys. We get them on next Monday. Official Michigan State baseball preview. College baseball is so huge in the South. We'll try to get Michigan State baseball some pub and get the season going. Possibility that we will have the Michigan series right here on the Impact. Would you would you get down on some of that color commentary, bro? I, I would. Hey, no pun to, no pun intended, brother. <laughs> the color commentary. Shout out to Coach Gruy. I tried out for the team twice. You cut me twice, but I still love you. You know, so shout out to Coach Gruy. He's a great guy, and I would get down on that color commentary. That'd be a good deal. Look at that, Jamal. Jamal spitting a little knowledge. Jamal played a little baseball. Okay, I I'll tried. See you. I tried. Obviously, not well enough. You were like <laughs> you were like Willie Mays Hayes out in that mug. Yeah, I had the gold chains on, and you know, I had the gloves. I looked better than I played. So did you? Uh, did you? Did you say? <laughs> did you like pin a glove again on the wall every time you stole a base? Yep. So that means I got one glove on the wall, and I, I wasn't the speedster, so. <laughs> It's all right, the power. Jamal had the power behind the point. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, Michigan State baseball preview next week. What about baseball players, Rajiv? Is that – I mean, is it? what's the hierarchy for you? Is it uh, soccer, ba- basketball, baseball? What's the deal? Uh, probably soccer first, then baseball, then basketball, Wait, then football. What is it about soccer players, though? So we're talking about women being attracted to men. We're being we're generalizing here. You yeah, know, clearly, let's let's be clearly. terrible. T- clearly, we're generalizing. Go ahead. I mean, what that's my it? opinion. People could be totally different. If you like a bigger guy, then maybe you'd like football. There it is, fellas. Get your Adidas and get your size five FIFA. <laughs> uh, the number five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. The email address. Preferably, how about a, some ladies email in? What, what, is there a specific athlete or type of sport athlete you are attracted to more than others? I don't know why we got on this. Uh, WDBMSports at gmail.com. Obviously, for guys, it's like cheerleaders and dance team. But then the people could say that's not a sport. It's a, it's a, it's a couple cute you, basketball hey, did players. You, do a, you did a feature on the dance team, did I you, sure on, did. On, a, on ABC3? I sure did. <laughs> Our uh, ABC3 team of the week, the uh, Michigan State dance team. So if they're listening, shout out to the Michigan State dance team. Absolutely. Absolutely. They do a tremendous job. Uh, big shout out tonight, too. Uh, women's basketball started at 7 o'clock. I'm going over there right after the show to work it. But it's uh, Think Pink tonight, uh, supporting breast cancer awareness. Uh, you can get in free wearing pink over there at the Breslin Center. Uh, if you want to catch the second half, I'm sure the game's going on. They're playing uh, Big Ten or one of the Big Ten leaders, Purdue, tonight. So uh, women's basketball, shout-out to you guys doing a great cause. Uh, think pink in supporting breast cancer awareness tonight over at the Breslin Center. Uh, but speaking of the Breslin Center, the men's team, number nine ranked Michigan State. They moved up a spot in the AP or USA Today coaches poll. I go by that. Um, I wish uh, that I had the access to the Las Vegas sports consultants polls. Like, uh, There's a theory behind that because these guys get paid to be right. 
They get paid to be right. That's why for college football, I like to go by the, the Las Vegas sports consultants poll because they don't have underlying commitments or ties or interests or I graduated from this school, I'll give them an extra vote. They get paid to get it right. If they don't get it right, they lose money. So that's that's my theory behind behind rankings. Mm-hmm. So w- anyways, we move forward. Michigan Saints ranked number nine. Drew and Drew. It was a Drew and Drew show against Northwestern. Drew Neitzel, uh, team high, 21 points. Spoke with uh, little Drew after the game. After this interview, we'll be uh, giving away those hockey tickets, so uh, stay right with us. Here's what Drew Neitzel, star guard, had to say. Going by Drew Neitzel, game high 21 for you, Drew. A spurt in there, 13 points in under four minutes. But you didn't go, you didn't get a shot in the first 12. What opened up for you to get those shots towards the end of the first half there? I just wanted to be patient. Um, you know, that was the game plan. Uh, if we were patient, we knew we were going to get some open looks. And uh, the first time around at their place, you know, I had some, uh, had some open shots and had a pretty good game. So I knew they were going to be keying on me. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to be patient. And uh, my teammates found me, and I, I knocked them down. Your teammate, Drew Namick, says this is probably the most important week of the season at Purdue, at Indiana. I'm sure that's the common sentiment among the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this is, can kind of uh, put us in a great position at, after this week, uh, playing the top, two of the top teams in the conference on the road. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough week, but, um, you know, I think we can get it done. Although the road is a tough place to play, most of your teammates say they prefer playing on the road, kind of like the us-against-the-world mentality. you agree with that? Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely a different uh, atmosphere, and, um, you know, these, these environments, Purdue and Indiana, are, are very tough. So we're going to have to definitely stick together and, uh, you know, bring our A game and, and step our game up in another level. What's going to be the key to this week to pick up two hard-fought road victories? I think just staying together, you know. Uh, you know, they're going to go on runs, you know, with their home crowd, you know, off the momentum. But uh, if we can stay in the game and, and continue to grind it out, and I turn the ball over, um, you know, I think we're, we're in good shape to uh, get a couple wins. You say take care of the ball. Lastly, just a couple of turnovers in the second half that has to be a nice springboard heading into a week on the road. Yeah, that's kind of haunted us the whole season is uh, our amount of turnovers. And um, tonight, you know, against a Northwestern team who forces a lot of them, uh, we did a great job of, of handling their defenses and uh, not turning the ball over. That will start guard Drew Neitzel. His thoughts after the Michigan State Spartans topped Northwestern 70-55 to at the Breslin Center. But here's part two of our trivia. Two tickets to Michigan-Michigan State hockey will be yours if you can answer this correctly. We're taking the first caller. Uh, here's the number, 517-432-3893. Brigitte, the last question. Let him know what it is. Okay. What current Spartan was drafted by the Detroit Red Wings? Hint, he was a major part of last year's national championship. Can I can I get this one? I mean, <laughs> hey, we're, thro- we're throwing the softball out there. 517-432-3893 is the number. Brigitte, can you give it to him again? What current Spartan was drafted by the Detroit Red Wings? He was a major part of last year's national championship. Phones are coming off the hook. Right, the phones, phones are, are re- that's, that's the, the, I see three lines. That's three people <laughs> listening to the show. That's a record. We threw the, hey, we threw the softball up. The, it's like an empty netter. This question yeah. is the equivalent to an empty netter. But uh, hopefully, it, we have the que- we have the caller on the line. We'll see. We'll see shortly we'll see if the caller is. joins us. But yeah, definitely, uh, we're going up. Slowly but surely, we will know who the call the mysterious Scott joins us. Scott, Scott, what's going on, friend? How's it going? Uh, and the answer? Justin Alligator. Out, Yay. outstanding, ding, 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 outstanding. Ding, ding. So, uh, who are you going to take to the game with you? Um, I'm not sure yet. Probably, probably my boy Andrew. All right, good for you, man. And hey, your thoughts on Michigan State hockey? Tough weekend. You think they'll be able to turn things around and, and make a chase for the uh, for the another Frozen Four appearance? I think it was a wake-up call, and I think they're going to pick it up like they did last year during the tournament and step it up in the CCHA tournament. Hey, man, thanks for calling in. Enjoy the game. Thank you. We appreciate all of those who called. Uh, that's it. We gave away uh, our allotment of tickets tonight. <clears throat> I hope everyone, Nate and Scott, you guys enjoy the game. I hope you have a great time down in downtown Detroit, courtesy of uh, Impact 89 FM. So thanks for uh, being fans of the show and tuning in. Uh, Jamal Spencer joins us every Monday, ABC3. You can see his shining face. Brigitte Sheroyan, uh, the brains behind the production here. Uh, Miss Law School, that's where she's been studying. Um, and then Pavel Kaufman, scout.com? Yeah. Right? Yeah, scout.com. Scout. I'm always confused. 
with scouting rivals. And, Me too, sometimes. <laughs> uh, but but bless your heart, uh, you write for Scout, and you don't ask a thousand questions at the press conferences. Perhaps like. No, Riv- rivaling media. They've got like four or five guys. They roll deep. It's rivals. They roll deep. It's all right though. You know. That's the same questions. It's yeah. a, hey, no. Hey, we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. No, no need to dog them. You know they're trying to do their job. <laughs> they know who they are. Excessive, but God bless them. Anyways, uh, Drew and Drew played well. I'll get to my Drew Ni- Drew Namick interview in a little while here. Uh, maybe I won't. We're running out of time. Wow. <laughs> Seven fifty-two. No big deal. Uh, we will. Will we? Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I got marbles in my or what is Mad Dog in the morning call it oatmeal mouth or something? A little, 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 little oatmeal mouth. Um, will a split this weekend uh, getting one out of two against Purdue or Indiana? Uh, will that keep MSU in a position to win a title? No. If and you know they have to be Purdue first of all. If they don't be Purdue, they're done because that gives Purdue the you know that means there's a uh, you know the split between the two schools and if Purdue finishes with a better record, which they already have right now then Purdue automatically gets that nod over Michigan State. So they need both. Even if they you know, beat Purdue and lose to Indiana, Indiana, I believe, only has one Big Ten loss right now. That's no good for Michigan State. They need both of these games, especially with that trip to Madison coming up. So they need these two games. So it's a must-win both games. I think Purdue beating Wisconsin, me and you talked about this yesterday, I think, mm-hmm. Jamal. Uh, it's setting Purdue up, up for a big upset, a big letdown tomorrow, and I think we really got a shot. I think Michigan State will be motivated by getting blown out there, absolutely destroyed there last year. So I think they're out to prove that they can play on the road, especially at Purdue, and I think that will be a big win, and then that will give us a huge boost if we can do that going into Indiana. And I think Indiana is beatable, especially absolutely. at Assembly mm-hmm. Hall. Eric mm-hmm. Gordon is turnover prone. He's not always hot. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think these two games are must-wins. It'll show how we can do on the road, and especially if we win tomorrow, like you said, it'll be great going into uh, Indiana. So it's a definitely we need to win. Uh, to the email inbox, uh, our friend Shannon East Lansing, she says, I know it's been a while since I've emailed. I would just like to make sure that you know I'm listening. Uh, just to comment on your topic, which sports are the sexiest? Thank you. Uh, I personally have more of an eye for basketball players. There's just something that's very unattractive about men ramming against each other in football. Uh, but if, even more than bat, e- here we go. I'm reading this. You can look over my shoulder. Even more than basketball players, I think talk show hosts that know what they're talking about are hot. Ha ha. Great show, guys. Uh, that's Shannon East Lansing. Bless your heart. Talk show guests. A talk show co-host as well, you know Pavel bringing it strong, fresh. You got the fresh cut, the goatees trimmed. We know Jamal brings it because yeah. your face is on TV every night, Mister Show, Mister Showbiz over here. I try. I mean, I mean, I do what I can. You hold it down, bro. But uh, back to back to basketball. Appreciate the email wdbmsports at gmail dot com. Uh, I got about six minutes left to go here in the show. Coach Izzo spoke on Purdue today. Quickly, we'll get right to that. Here's what Coach Izzo had to say about the Boilermakers, and they face off tomorrow night, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Well, big week for us, I guess. Uh, you know, I guess we're looking at this two ways. I mean, we know it's a big challenge ahead of us with the two teams we play, and um, both on the road, but it, it also is a great opportunity. I mean, we still don't think we should have lost a game or so that we lost, and so... Somehow you got to find a way to win a game that maybe people don't know if you can win. And that's kind of the approach we're taking right now is we have to do our job. We have to try to um, go on the road and, and get one back. Uh, you know, if you still look at uh, both teams, it's kind of it's kind of too similar, two different teams. Their team reminds me a lot of our team in 97 or 8 whenever we, 96 or 7, I guess it was, when we went down there and, beat them we were the surprise of the league with a real young team and they were the real physical team the things that's changed i definitely think Purdue's the most physical team in the league different kind of physical than the one where every player on their team back in the katie days looked like the boilermaker himself um this is not that kind of team but they play a physical it's bump it's move it's grind it's it's definitely uh I don't think any question in any coach's mind, the most physical team in the league, and yet defensively uh, the stats don't don't always add up. They're, you know, we've been as good a defensive team as in the league, both from the three and the two. Um, they're giving up, you know, 40-some percent, which is strange for how physical and tough they play. 
They haven't rebounded the ball exceptionally well. They've actually been a minus in that category. Uh, they do create a lot of turnovers. Um, that's one area where I think they've been superb. And, and uh, what's really improved in the Big Ten season, I think, in two, two big areas for them, they're shooting 41% from the three, and they've got seven or eight different guys that either make a lot of them or miss a lot of them. It's a, it's a strange, it's a different team to watch because um, they could have some guys that, you know, hit some threes, and then they could shoot some, some bad shots up there. And uh, Eton Moore is really playing about as well as anybody. I think in Kramer, they have the toughest player in the league physically. I think uh, what they've started to do in the Big Ten season uh, as it's gone on is, again, shoot better from the three and shoot really well from the free throw line. And that is Coach Izzo's thoughts on the Purdue Boilermakers. But, Bevel, your thoughts on Purdue. Big game tomorrow night. What did you say? They've been camping out for weeks? Yeah, for like a week waiting for this game. For tickets, the fans in Purdue. Yep. Your thoughts on Purdue, Pavel? I think the big difference is going to be Robbie Hummel because – Back when we, we we played him here in East Lansing, Robbie Hummel was a game-time scratch. He was ill. He didn't play. And this guy's turned into one of the best freshmen in the, you know, in the Big Ten. He's uh, 10.9 points a game, almost six rebounds a game, near three assists a game, and he's averaging 46% from three. I mean, this guy this guy does everything for him. He'll drive the lane. He's tough, just like Chris Kramer, but I don't think they're the toughest. I think Krabenhoff in uh, Wisconsin, he's pretty tough. Right. I mean, we look, we look at the first time they met. Yes, uh, they didn't have Hummel. Uh, but here's the deal. We won by three, 78-75. That was, this was on January 8th, so more than a month ago. Uh, Drew Neitzel only had nine points on three of eight shooting. Raymar Morgan brought the easy. He had he had 14. Uh, Kalen Lucas, 16. Darrell, 15. And uh, Chris Kramer brought it for uh, for the Purdue Boilermakers. And Coach Izzo said Chris Kramer is the toughest player in the Big Ten. Bless you, Coach, for giving the the opposition credit but the toughest player in the Big Ten Conference is Michigan State's Travis Walton. Mm. He has played through injury. He is tough as nails. He had the athletic sports hernia this summer that knocked him out for half a summer. Mm-hmm. There's no one that wants to win more and no one that plays harder in this conference I, I, that I can say than Travis Walton. Agreed. Not just because we're homers. I've see, Just because of the personal relationship that exists there. Travis Walton is the toughest player in the conference. Yeah, and he uh, last week I was uh, interviewing him on Thursday, right before this Northwestern game. He had bumped knees. He was out of practice. He bumped knees with Marquise Gray, and he was, wasn't practicing. He had ice packs strapped to his knee. He said, "I'll be fine. Don't worry. I'll be fine for Saturday." Didn't seem like it affected him at all. You'll have to cut T. Walt's leg off before he's <laughs> before he can't go. And then he'll get an orthopedic or, or whatever a prosthetic. A get, <laughs> whatever. I'm not. A, I'm not a kid major. Prosthetic. He, he'll get the prosthetic and he'll be out there hooping. Regardless, he will go. And we've got permission to go a little, a little past eight. Jeff Shop in the Jazz Spectrum gives gives a few minutes of cushion. Gotta love that as he gets set up for the Jazz Spectrum starting uh, just a little bit after eight o'clock on WDBM East Lansing. You know, the reason that Tom Izzo thinks that Chris Kramer is so tough is because, and if you remember that game here, Chris Kramer had these massive cramps in his hamstrings. He, like, couldn't even walk. He, like, crawled off to the side of the bench. He just got stretched, and he came back out there. You could see him, like, just limping up and down the court and still played through it, still led his team in scoring. Still beat He's us tough. up pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. He still did. There's a lot of people that are tough in the Big Ten. I mean, let's be real. You know, every team has one tough guy. You Brian be tough Butch in the Big is tough. Ten. You know, That's Big Jamar Ten Butler at Ohio State is a you know was real tough guard. You know, they got some tough guys. In the game. Eric DJ White at Indiana's a tough guy. So, how about this? People are saying that our record is not indicative of how good this team is. They're saying our team is not as good as a twenty and three record. Do you agree? I would say if we're not as good as a twenty and three record, how do we get to twenty and three? I mean, we beat Texas. We beat, you know, Missouri, I believe it was, on a neutral site. We beat Purdue. Hello. We we, we rolled hard against the number one team in the country at the time at UCLA and should have won that game. Mm -hmm. So you can't tell me that this team is not a 20-3 and team, you know. I don't get it. I was surprised when the rankings came out today that we weren't higher than number nine Mm because I know five UCLA lost last night, six uh, Georgetown lost, 
and uh, eight Wisconsin lost. I was I I couldn't believe that we were only nine. We only moved up one spot. We should we are a lot better than number nine. Michigan State wins these two games this week. They'll get a lot of respect that they deserve. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, absolutely. you look at the top. You look at the top twenty-five. It's specifically in the top fifteen. There's a lot of two and three lost teams in there, mm-hmm. and there will be more to come. Memphis will go down. They play it's ridiculously Tennessee. easy Yearly. schedule every year. Okay, where they? It's like Central Florida the other day. It's yeah. like, what is this? I mean, God bless CDR, Chris Douglas Roberts, Detroit native. Shout out to the D. You know, you gotta, you got you gotta like that. But at the same time, they played no one. They need to change conferences soon if, if they want any respect. Yes, I respect them, but go play in the ACC. Go play in the Big Ten. You've got two or three losses already. Memphis yeah. will lose to Tennessee later in the year, and like Kansas will lose tonight to Texas at Texas, nine p.m. Look at the look at the profit. I'm gonna call Pavel the profit. That's it. Pavel hey, profit. But you know, you, do you disagree? You think so? At, I like that. Yes, Texas? Memphis will get upset. And then Kansas tonight. Here's the deal. Does Michigan? This is what we'll end on. Thanks for listening tonight. Does Michigan State pick up two wins this week at Purdue at Indiana? Talk to me, Brigitte Sharoyan. Yeah, they will. They'll do it. X. Who's the X factor? I think if Drew uh, Drew Nitzel has good games. Both of them, he'll make the difference. Where's Marquise Gray? I need the big fella. I need him to get some dunks, get some blocks, get your team energized. Where's the big fella? The Energizer Bunny, Marquise Gray. Pavel, who's the X Factor? Do we win two? We do win two. I think Drew Neitzel's going to stand on his head. Give you a hockey term. <laughs> there it is. Drew Neitzel stands on his head. And I'll say it as well. Michigan State picks up two wins. These games will be overhyped by their respective institutions. Indiana is very beatable. And this is typical Michigan State. We lose games we're not supposed to to lose, and we're going to win games. We'll darn it, it's a two games on the road against the Big Ten's best. Look out when this Michigan State team returns to the Spartan Sports Rab next Monday, 22-3. and three. You heard it first here. Thanks for listening. This has been the Spartan Sports Rep on Exposure Radio. For Jamal Spencer, Brigitte Chiroin, Pavel Kaufman, the absent Ray Mara, I'm Dan Duggar. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.